Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. Doctors' offices suck. There, I said it. I had to get that off my chest. You know what I mean, right? You don't want to go, but you just can't seem to shake the pain. It won't go away. It just keeps lingering and pulsing, and sometimes it really hurts. Now you must go to the doctor, and when you book your appointment, the only time left is 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and you know they're going to be backed up. Yup, in a waiting room with other folks just like you, frustrated in the middle of the day for the appointment that never seems to happen. Ugh. My name is Dr. Milky, and I'm a podiatrist. Pain is no way to start your day, and you shouldn't feel the pain of waiting either. That's why at Walkie Feet, you never wait more than 10 minutes, and if you do, we'll lessen the pain with a Starbucks gift card. Walkie Feet! Walkie Feet! Come see me at walkiefeet.com. Spell it however you'd like. I'm Dave Young with Stephen Semple, and he caught me off guard because we're not going to talk about a brand today. Uh, Stephen's going to go on a rant about best practices and, and, and leadership, and it startled me so much that it tripped me up. I love your rants. So best practices versus leadership. Yeah, ready, set, go. Well, this is one of the things that drives me really quite crazy because we'll introduce an idea, an innovative new idea to a customer. And the first thing they'll want to sit there and say is, well, has anybody else done this? And I'll say, well, mm. you know, this coffee company did it. Well, yeah, but we're, we're, we're not a coffee company. Has anybody else done it in the coffee industry? And I'll sit yeah. there and say to them, like, like, we really like following best practices. Yeah. Right? Well, guess what? The best practices of today were innovative, brand new ideas that shocked the industry 20 years ago. Exactly. And I feel like this idea of best practices is so much limiting innovation in industry today. Mm -hmm. We all get together as these industry groups. One person stands up there and talks about, and usually it's not even the person who created the best practice. It's some consultant who studied the best practice, who now you should spend all sorts of money with because they're going to teach you this best practice and lock you into a path of being a follower. Yeah. Because here's the other thing is, the leader in the industry who created these best practices, you are never going to beat them at their game. You're never going to beat them at the game they, quite frankly, invented. Yeah. They invented it. You know, you are David going in trying to beat Goliath using his weapons and his sword. Never going to happen. So... I'm going to say this, and it's not as pushback, but there are places where best practices are good to have, right? Mm -hmm. When uh, uh, your automaker has engineered and designed a car and said, these are the best practices for maintenance of this vehicle, you should yes. follow those best practices. Yes. Right? You shouldn't, you shouldn't say, I'm going to be a maverick, and I'm never going to change the oil maker. Uh, heart surgery. If this is the best practice for heart surgery, you should probably hope that you have a surgeon that's willing to follow the best practices. But there is a surgeon out there somewhere that broke 
new ground yes. and developed those best practices. There's also a surgeon out there that broke new ground and his patient died on the table. And best practices, like you say, it, it, what it ends up being is just copycats. When you talk about marketing yes. and advertising, uh, when people say, well, best practices for the dental industry is this. It's like, well, that's just because somebody did a really good job one time and everybody started copying them. The other problem is that also feeds into this is measuring versus not measuring. So here's the best example I can give. I can measure the impact of overstocked inventory. I got 10 pairs of socks left, which has driven companies to having no inventory. But what they can't measure is lost sales due to not having it on the shelf. That's not <laughs> measurable. And the reason why I say that as an innovative idea is one of the innovations that Walmart brought was focusing on that because Sam Walton said, you can't sell what's not on the shelf. Yeah. So one of the other problems is if you wanted best practices is safe and comfortable because it's measurable, whole pile of people are doing it and they've measured the result. Great. Innovation is unknown because mm -hmm. you can't measure it until you do it. Mm -hmm. Now, the question is that you have to ask yourself is, do you want to be a leader? And the reason why I bring this up is we get customers come to us being, I want to be innovative. I want to be a leader. I want to do marketing that's different. I want to stand out, right? I want to do all those things. And then we bring them something and go, well, you know, I'm a plumber. Is there any other plumbers who've done this? Because, you know, kind of best practices in our industry. And it's like, dude, do you want to be a leader or not? Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to be, fine, fine. However, it always means you will be a follower and you will not be number one in your space, in your industry. Because mm -hmm. the thought, that thought process is holding you back. Now, here's the interesting thing. Do we want to do complete experimentation that's never been done before? That can be a little bit uncomfortable as well. Sure. What we try to do, and you've referred to it a few times, and part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this is you've referred about business topology a number of times. Refer to it. I don't think people understand what that is. But business topology is, and a great example, probably one of the best ones we've done in a podcast was Harry's recently, where the business yeah. topology of Harry's was very similar to the business topology of Warby Parker. And so this is the reason why they knew it would work. Problem topology, the business problem topology. The business right. problem topology was the same. The business was facing the same problem, so therefore the same solution would work. Mm -hmm. Or we'll see something where it's a similar type of buying process. It's a high-end buying. Like So for example, the work I do with my private jet company, a lot of the inspiration has come from selling high-end jewelry. Same problems. Yeah. It's a luxury product. Same problems. This type of messaging worked over there. This type of messaging is going to work here. Mm -hmm. We did this with diamonds. We did this with high-end watches. You know what? Jet just has a couple extra zeros to the end of it. Mm -hmm. Same problem. And so business topology works really well to create innovation. Worked over mm -hmm. there. Similar problems. This solution, we can bring it over here. It then gets defeated by best practices where they go, yeah, but there's no other jet companies doing that. Yeah. If you looked at what are the best practices of problems that match the topology of my problems, yes, you become a leader in your category versus what are the best practices of 
businesses in my category. <laughs> yes. Now you're the same as everyone in your category. Yes. And then the best practice thing even gets distilled down even further where people will say things like, yeah, but that would work on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. And the funny thing is human beings are far more similar than they are different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, we have little nuances that are different, but our core desires and whatnot are much closer. So if you want to use business topology as a process, and look, this entire podcast is business topology. Absolutely. Every episode is, here's the business topology, here's the lessons that learn. Every episode is about look outside to other businesses, other geographies, other things. It's every one of these episodes is business topology. And can you apply the same solutions that they used with this particular set of, of issues to your business? Correct. Right? That's the lesson that we want people to take. Correct. But that also means you've got to abandon the idea of best practices if you're going to do business topology, because what you're doing is saying, I want to be an innovator. I want to change the business. I was having a conversation with a brand new prospect, and he was sharing his angst about how the business should be done this way. He's a builder in residential building and he came from the commercial side. And he said, well, these things should be done here. I said, why don't they, well, why, why don't you want to do that? Well, no one does that. It was like, <laughs> well, why don't they do it? Well, they don't do it for these sets of reasons. I said, okay, so if we did these things, if we made these things happen, you could do, oh yeah, absolutely. So well, why aren't we doing that? And he's like, well, it's not been done before. And I said, right. And that makes it powerful. <laughs> do you not believe that people would want that? And he's like, yeah, they probably would. Let's do that then. But immediately he was like, but no one's doing that. So <laughs> eliminated yeah. the idea, even though he knew in his heart, it was superior. So that's the reason why I wanted to talk about that. But I also wanted to introduce this whole idea because you've referred to it a few times. And, and at its core, that's what this podcast is about, is this concept of business topology, because what it allows you to do is take an idea that you know at its core is work. Now, maybe it needs a little modification. So using your heart surgeon example is the heart surgeon has probably looked at something that has been done elsewhere mm -hmm. and said, you know, that's been done over here with these couple of tweaks. This would probably work, right? It's not, it's not just this crazy brand new, brand new idea that's come completely yeah. out of left field. It has a grounding in it that has been used in other areas. And then you were just picking it up and setting it over here and doing something in a slightly different way. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. Nice one. Thanks. We should do this more often, man. I wish we could. And why can't we? It's my business. What about it? Thought everything was good. It was. Do I hear a but in there? Sales have started to flatten and we're down over last year. Oh. Can't figure it out. Tried a bunch of stuff. Putting in more time doesn't seem to make a difference. Yikes. It's frustrating. Have you spoken to Steven? Who? The host from the podcast we just interrupted? No. Why not? I thought you were trying stuff. I am, but what's Steven going to do? He'll work with you for free. You mean that starter session thing? Yep. I don't know. What do you have to lose? Not much, I guess. So, you gonna book one? Yeah, why not? Where do I do it again? I think you can do it right from this podcast. Cool, thanks. You bet. We really should do this more often. Golf more or interrupt this podcast? Over to you, Dave. Book your starter session on this podcast's website. Just visit theempirebuilderspodcast.com and click on Get Started. When you relate it to uh, a business owner, so 
uh, especially in fields like plumbing or electrical or uh, that are highly regulated, mm-hmm. right? You, you have electrical codes and plumbing codes that you have to adhere to. You don't want to hire a plumber that's a maverick, renegade, uh, innovative leader in how to do plumbing. Correct. Right? We're gonna, uh, but you, you will hire a plumber who is doing something to make you remember him in a way that's different than all the other plumbers have ever done. Right. So uh, we're talking about marketing innovation and marketing leadership. And, you know, we, we would never suggest to a plumber that, you no, let's try square pipes instead of round pipes. That, that's yes. not what we're talking about. No, but what we are talking about using your plumbing example, one of the best practices in plumbing is you want to have your board full for three days. That's the best practices. They all strive for that. They're all being taught that. Mm-hmm. Have your board full for three days. That's... That's best practices. So in other words, if a phone call, if somebody calls in with a backed up toilet, you should not be able to get to them for four days. Mm, yeah. That's best practices. Now, what we have is plumbers who are killing it, who have purposely, purposely got two trucks every day, not filled, not booked to take emergency calls because then they can also charge a premium for those calls. Like we charge a premium for emergency calls, but guess what? Most days at the end of the day, those two trucks are filled Yeah, because we can also advertise. We have two trucks not committed. Give us a call. If you call the one that's got their board full for three days, it's like, okay, good for them. They've got their board full for three days. When they tell you that it's going to be day four, that they can come fix your problem. Now you're just looking for a different plumber that isn't following the best practice of having his, his board full for three days. And you'll find one. And here's what's even crazier. Those same people who've got their board full for four days run Google AdWords on emergency plumbing services. Yeah. Because what they know is, well, that's really effective for getting telephone calls. And then let's just piss the consumer off. But anyway, that, that's a yeah. completely different rant. But but my point is, is and I, and I guess I'm on this rant because I've been working with a lot of plumbers lately who is like, whoa, our board <laughs> needs to be full. It's like, no. No, you should actually have some excess capacity available to help people who've got emergency calls. Because you know what? That per and then you're, you know, because that person will just go to the next, they'll just keep calling until they find somebody. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And we can't change that behavior. So why not serve them? When you start thinking about the lifetime value of a customer and this is their first exposure to you, right? They called, they have an emergency. And you built in excess capacity so you're able to deal with it. Guess who's now their favorite plumber and who they're likely to call the first time next time? It's not ignore best practices. Follow best practices. Go to your industry things. But recognize you also have got to be careful and don't have that as being the limiter that prevents you from doing other things. And one of the things, again, I always encourage people to do is don't just go to your industry things, go to other things. Don't go to your industry marketing conferences, go to marketing conferences. Mm -hmm. Or go to another industry's marketing conference. If you're in the plumbing business, go to a restaurant trade show. Yeah. And always ask yourself the question of, given I'm not in that business, how could I do this? Not, Mm -hmm. I'm not in that business. I can't do this. Change the question. Go, okay, what modifications would I need to do to that to make it work for me? As you wander around in, in a, a 
convention that you, you're not a part of, you will see opportunities that you could solve some of their problems and you will see problems that you've had that you could solve by something that they've innovated yeah. in their industry. You'll see it both directions. You do see it in both directions. That's an awesome observation. That's the thing I wanted to talk about because I wanted people to think about that. And really at its core boils down to this. Do you want to be a leader? And by definition, that means you're striking new ground. And the day you know you're really and truly a leader is when that nutty idea you did 10 years ago, some consultant that you've never met, who you don't know, is standing up teaching the industry that this is the best practice. <laughs> That's the day when you can go, man, I've made it. Well put, Stephen. Thanks for the rant. All right, thanks, David. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review. And if you have any questions about this or any other podcast episode, email to questions at the Empire Builders Podcast dot com.